0: Hello and welcome to Women in Strength. This is the podcast that goes far beyond what they teach us in Cert 3 and 4. My name is Rasheen Hawley and I'm going to be spending this time with you every single week jumping into the real life challenges, the real life topics that we face as a coach, as a business owner, and as a woman running her own business in the fitness industry. I've been in the industry since 2013 where I started out as a sole trader in a commercial space and now I own my own gym here in Melbourne called Barbell Babes Brigade. I absolutely love being in this industry and I love educating and exploring the things that come up on a daily basis. I love to help other ladies really explore their capabilities as a business owner, as a coach, and seeing what they can do. Because the thing is, when we create businesses as women, we are unrivaled. We have a power that is so untouchable, and I really, really want to explore these topics that, quite frankly, can stop us in our tracks sometimes. So strap in. We've got lots of stuff to cover. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. My name is Ro and I'm the host of the Women in Strength podcast and I'm so happy to have you with me. Now this podcast I'm talking about topics that are oh my gosh they are real life challenges that we go through as business owners. It is the ups and the downs, the you know, the struggles that we face running our business and staying in this industry. And I really wanted to create this podcast. Gosh, I've been doing it for a while now. And I wanted to open into it because these topics are not the common things that we learn in certifications or courses. You might not be talking to fellow coaches about them that much, um, but it's so common and we're all going through very similar struggles. So that's exactly why I like to share these episodes. So with that being said, today's episode is... It's one that I think a lot of coaches will be able to resonate with because um, I've been talking to a lot of coaches recently. I've been doing lots of consults for a next program intake that I'm running. Um, I've been talking with my current mentors that I'm working with and there's some common mistakes that just pop up over and over again. So today's episode is looking at the three common mistakes that I see so many coaches making in pursuit of growing their business. Um, And it's actually kicking them in the foot and making them sometimes not necessarily go backwards, but it's pushing them off the the trail and it's pushing them off the road that they really need to remain on in pursuit of their business goals. And they're just getting sidetracked by some of these common things. So let's get stuck into the first one. Now, the first common mistake that I see And I actually think that a lot of coaches don't want to realize that this is them. They want to shake their head and bury their head in the sand and go, no, this is not me, but it's a lot of people. And actually me, I go through some of this stuff as well. The first one is shiny object syndrome. So there's a lot of coaches that I've worked with and that I've been consulting with that really just want to chase the next thing. You know, they've got really great ideas. They want to continue to like, do things in their business that are exciting and new and push forward and, you know, really chase these shiny things. And although that is like so exciting and so great, you know, ideas are so important to have when you've got a business and you're you're wanting to expand, but sometimes they're wanting to chase these shiny things constantly and they actually get sidetracked. Um, I'll give you a bit of an example of a conversation I was having a couple of days ago, actually. Um, I've got a business owner that is just very similar to me in the sense that loves loves creating ideas, very creative, um, so excited and like loves being in the fitness industry, loves their business, and just wants to go. What's next? What's next? I've done that, and although great, we want to harbour that energy and really, really like bottle that passion. We had to have a conversation around, hey, you know, is it actually an appropriate time to be pushing forward onto something next just because you've completed something? Or let's have a look at another conversation and let's see, you know, maybe it's about stopping, taking a bit of a breath, looking at the progress that you've made and actually, you know, getting a bit of time to see how this progress that you've achieved now will actually last So for example, she's made a lot of changes in her business recently and all the metrics that we set up, all the objectives that we wanted to, you know, achieve in the six month program, she's got, she's achieved them, which is ding, 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 happy freaking days, right? But like myself, like she wants to go on to the next thing. We're action takers. We're, we are entrepreneurs through and through, and we love we love creating and, and going on to that next thing. But I said to her, look, we actually need to see some data from the stuff that we've worked on over the last six months. We need to see how well it holds tight, and that's important too. Yes, you can achieve goals. Yes, we've achieved the objectives, but we also want to get some data and have some validity of these objectives lasting over time, not just for two weeks. We want to see how they're, you know, pushing forward in the next two months and the next six months. We want to see those things that we worked on. Will the, you know, will they continue to be great in an extra two months and an an extra six months? Because there's been some really big foundation pieces that have been achieved in your business. And we were having that conversation. It was like realizing that that doesn't mean she can't chase ideas. That doesn't mean that she can't go and do new things and new projects, right? But it's also recognizing that when you achieve your goals, we want to see how it stands the test of time, especially when you're in a business, because... You know, you can, you can really, really chase and get to the top of the mountain, but how long can you stay at the mountain with the things that you've achieved? And the way that I like to think about it as a business owner is that as a business owner, I run, you know, my, my business through quarters. I run it through quarters because we have to pay tax every quarter. Um, you know, well, that's the major thing, actually, because we have tax bills that come through. I have then structured my business around the requirement, the legal requirements of what I need to do from fi- financial outcomes to send to the old tax man here in Australia. So because that's a requirement of being a business owner here, I set up my targets and my metrics around quarters. I have quarterly reports around you know retention, conversion, um, attendance, resign rates, um, money in money out, that kind of stuff, right? so i have quarterly reports now when i'm wanting to achieve something so let's just say it's launching a new program or booking more clients into a already established program or increasing my attendance rate or increasing my conversion rate or something like that i'm going to push forward with that objective I will achieve it. I will employ my different strategies in order to achieve that goal. And then I want to go, okay, cool. How is that going to look in another quarter's time? Does your attendance stay up? Does your conversion rate stay up? Um, or does it start dropping? And so it's not always about what's the next thing, move on, go. It's about achieving the goal and then stopping and seeing how it is, you know, how it um, actually goes through and the evidence that we're getting over that period of time. So that's one of the biggest mistakes that I see is that coaches will go, cool, done, achieved, what's next? What's next? And I'm not talking about this from like a stop and celebrate your achievements like point of view. Obviously, that's important, but I'm talking about this as a business owner and like not moving on too fast because you're bored or you're not interested. Sometimes hashtag boring matters and you need to just stop, collect the data, see what's coming through and then, you know, extrapolate that data and what that means. So that is number one. If you hear yourself going, yes, what's next? Stop. Stop sit with it, see how your the stuff that you've achieved will last over a period of time, okay? Now, number two, um, this one of the, the second biggest uh, common mistakes that I see is coaches um, like signing on clients constantly even when they uh, don't have spaces or they really don't need to be pushing forward. So what I mean by this is there is... We want to get ourselves as a business owner. Obviously, as a, as a coach and business owner, we can turn the tap on and turn the tap off with how much we want to earn. That's one of the amazing things of being a business owner, right? We can set our schedules. We can determine how many clients we want to work with. We can determine what 100% capacity looks like for us. Um and that's that's awesome. Like that's oh, I fucking love that about my job so much. But what I find is that lots of coaches will have their capacity numbers like okay cool, I'm going to work with 20 clients. I want to run 20 face to face or I want to work with 10 face to face and 30 clients online. So they'll set up at the start their capacity, they'll work out their numbers around what that looks like of bringing revenue in and then, you know, expenses out and all that kind of stuff. And then they've got their numbers and they've got their capacity requirements for themselves that they've looked at, but they just keep signing more fucking clients past their capacity and bury themselves to the ground. And or they will sign more clients and take it all on one because they're in scarcity mode of, oh my gosh, all these leads are coming through now. I have to sign everyone. So what I mean by that is in my business, um, we with my management team, we are very clear on not overloading lots of new clients into my facility at one point in time. And there's a number of different reasons for this. We don't want to have lots of people coming in just because there's a massive influx and like the service level drops my staff get overwhelmed, it's too disruptive to the current community, the clients that are new don't get the attention that they're after. Of course, we can influence those things and make them as streamlined and as appropriate as possible. But at the same time, because of years of data and like being very proactive around having conversations with my management team, we've got some points where like, yep, that's how many new clients will sign this month when we actually need to take clients on. And we've been in situations where we've had heaps of leads come through. So Sometimes out of lockdowns that happen, like I'm in Melbourne here and if you don't know about what's happening in Melbourne, we're up to, I'm currently in another lockdown. So we're 18 months on from when this shit show started. This is lockdown number six for us, right? And I think it was after lockdown number two, there was a massive influx of people wanting to come back into the gym. So we had lots of leads coming through, lots of people really, really interested. And, you know, we were like, okay, cool. We really want to help people, really want to get people back in the gym. And we signed on too many people at one point in time because we just wanted to help everyone because everyone was so excited to get back into the gym. And it's not that it was like went completely belly up or anything like that, but it was a lot of strain on my staff, um, you know, a lot of disruption in the gym, lots of movement moving parts. So, you know, when it comes to this common mistake and ding, 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 I make these mistakes as well. But the thing about when you make mistakes is recognizing so that we can just be aware of them when we, you know, when things come up again, um, this is it, is that coaches will just sign more and more clients. They'll go over their capacity number or they'll just sign them too fast, too, much, too many at one point in time, even though they might've said, okay, cool. I've got, let's just say someone's got 10 spots that they want to fill in their business. Like 10 clients at one point in time is a lot regardless of, you know, your onboarding systems and how streamlined everything is. Like in my business, for like if it was just me, for example, um, 10 new clients at one point in time would be a lot. And I like to, you know, really give one-on-one attention to our clients. So I just wouldn't enjoy that personally. So you can say, all right, cool. I've got 10 clients that I might want to sign, but I'm going to space it out a little bit. We're going to do it in two kind of intakes. We're going to do five clients here, give it maybe two to three weeks, and then go for another five clients. But coaches will just like step over their own fucking boundaries for whatever reason whether it's scarcity whether it's wanting to really like help and facilitate change whether it's coming out of a lockdown and feeling like okay cool we want to give people that opportunity obviously there's lots of different reasons why we might do that but you know the end of the day it's about stepping over over our own boundaries and it's just like kicking us and it's kicking them. It's making them tired. It's making them frustrated. They'll like then turn around to themselves and go, fuck, why did you do that? You knew that was going to be too many, but doing it anyway. So that's a second common mistake is just be really mindful that, you know, you have your capacity numbers. Like be mindful not to step over your own boundaries and be mindful to spread out when you're taking clients on, not just for service level, but for your own sanity. Okay. Because you can go hard and fast, but if you go hard and fast and do too much at once, that may impact your service level and it may impact your fucking sanity as a business owner and coach as well. So that's the second point. Now, the third point is that when oh my gosh, when client uh, when coaches are in a position where they're fully booked, you know they've got leads coming through consistently. It's kind of a follow on from number two. Like they're signing more clients, and it's eating into their time. And because of all this, they're fully booked. they they've got an amazing business, but they are not setting aside time for admin related tasks. Um, and they're not taking the business side fucking seriously. So you know they're not consistently having meet having a meeting with themselves at the end of the week to reconcile their accounts. Um, they're leaving their tax payments, and they're having to catch up years later. Um, they're not regular with certain admin-based stuff. It's just, it's just a fucking shit show in the background. And when they're in a position where they might have leveraged time and meaning, they're into like a group model, and they've freed up some time, right? What they're also doing is they're not utilizing that time for the shit that they need to be doing as a business owner. So they might not be doing those admin things. They might not be spending that extra time that they've created in their business um, from leveraging and from getting themselves to a position of being fully booked and freeing up some hours. They're not doing admin. They're not doing, you know, other building things or other systemizing things to help them in in the long run. And instead, they're using that time to fucking train more and meal prep and all of this kind of stuff which of course like that is important to a lot of us coaches well I mean not everyone but if you're a coach and that's important to you of course like there's nothing wrong with doing that but at the end of the day you are a fucking business owner and if you are not regularly setting time to do admin related things like you will push yourself into a cycle of training the week you know, coach your clients in the week, do all of your hard coaching kind of things, your programming, your updates, your check-ins, and then you don't have enough time. Or even if you are doing these admin-based things, you dread it. It's a slog. Like something that should take you maybe 20 minutes is taking you two hours. You know, the slides that you need to create for your socials or marketing or anything like that, you're just so dead that it's just unenjoyable. And you start to dread a lot of that admin-based stuff. And then a lot of the time, what can happen is that clients will then, not clients, sorry, coaches will then drop it off. And it just becomes this cycle of, oh, work, 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 tired, exhausted, guilt, not doing these things. Fuck, I need to get everything sorted. And it continues. So that's the third point is that coaches are not setting aside regular time to do these admin-based things and when they do actually free up time because they've got themselves by leveraging their their time with group models or, or taking less clients because they've increased their price or whatever they're either using that time to do shit around more training or more meal prep or whatever and they're also signing more clients and it's just it's just making this whole thing worse so these are the three common things. And like, I'll give you an example. So um, it's the 4th of September as I'm recording this. And I've got one more week um, with my current power program ladies that I've been working with. So it's my six-month core mentoring program. It's like, I fucking love this program so much. And these three things, these three things that I've talked about in this podcast, like they are common. The They have been coming through with the ladies over the last six months, not just at the start, but I had to have another conversation with one of them around a couple of these things. Like it's, these are common things. And again, like I said, if you're doing them cool, like don't shit on yourself. Okay. Like it's about recognition and then going, okay, cool. Well, what can I do to make these things better? How can I get better at recognizing these things so I don't continue to do the same things over and over again? Um, But these three common mistakes are so common, whether you're one year in or five years in. And that's who I've been working with recently in this container. I've been working with really new coaches and then well-established coaches. And it's the same stuff on repeat. And we're getting to a point when I'm working with them over these blocks of them going, okay, I can really start to see the consequences of like how these common mistakes are impacting my business and more importantly, how they're impacting them personally as business owners. So just to reiterate with those three common things that I've talked about, number one, shiny objects. What's next? I've achieved that. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Let's go. Take a chill pill. Let it sit not just for the sake of taking a break, but more so because we want to look at the data and we want to look at how these things you've achieved, can they last a bit longer than, you know, a couple of months? That's point number one. Point number two, signing more clients, stepping over your own boundaries, having to quote-unquote take advantage of the leads coming through because you don't want to, like, lose them. But, you know, you can put people on a fucking wait list. You can stagger their start times. Like, I literally did that recently. Um so to give you an idea, as a business mentor, I work over three different programs throughout the year. So I have two major intakes for my power program, so the six-month blocks, and then I usually will do one to two one-on-one clients throughout 12 months. I do that because I cannot and do not want to take on more people It just doesn't fit with my lifestyle. Um, I don't enjoy it. I like working with my mentoring clients a lot on a one-on-one basis. And I had a one-on-one client that um, I had consulted with and, you know, they wanted to start and all that kind of stuff, but I had to stagger their start date. And I think they ended up waiting, I think it was about six weeks that she waited to start. Um, And she was completely cool with it because I was just like, you know what? And I'm so glad that I did it because in that six weeks we got locked down again Um, And I just knew that my capacity was if I were to start someone and it's important when I start someone in a business space, I need to be on like, you know, they're entrusting their their business with me. So I'm so glad I did that. Um, you know, I've got someone else that's consulting with me right now and I'm not going to be able to take them on till, fuck, like another couple of months. And if they want to wait, then fucking fantastic. And if they don't, well, you know, good luck to them and they can go find someone else. But you have to be very fucking clear on your boundaries and setting your capacity. And then what's even harder is sticking to it. Okay, and then the third thing here is not setting up time for admin when they free when when coaches free up time, they're filling it with other shit. They're signing more clients and they're just making this whole cycle go over and over again. So I hope that's, um, you know, I'm not going to say I hope this has resonated with you, but it might it might have like given you some stuff that is going, oh, fuck, like I can see myself in some of those points because like, holy shit, I can I'm a business owner too, like I run three businesses and I go through the same shit as you guys do. We're all just on different levels with where we're at on certain projects, right? Um, But yeah, it's all about being mindful and recognizing that, okay, we're not perfect business owners, that doesn't fucking exist, but how do we do better? How do we get better at recognizing and moving from there? All right, team, well, I hope that's been an enjoyable listen for you today. Now, I will speak to you soon. Bye. Now I just wanted to pop in and talk about my next intake for the power program which is starting in a couple of weeks. So I run this program twice a year, it's for 6 months and this program is like my fucking I love this program so much because it is relevant if you're 1 year in, 5 year in, anything in between. It is all about the foundations for running a sustainable and thriving business. So in this program, we're locked down together in a group environment with one-on-one attention and we're pushing through on the foundations, the brick by bricks in order to produce a business. You know, we're looking at stuff from backend systems to financial literacy, to branding, to sales. It's what I call the six business buckets. And we're tackling each bucket through those six months and going, okay, call, cool. where are you at? What do we need to learn? What do we need to refine? And I'm giving you the tools that you need, not to just get them sorted now and get them in place now, but so that you've got the tools so that when you're in business in another year's time, you know how to actually change these foundations for the relevance of where you're at because the foundations are the same, but depending on where you are in your journey as a business owner, you know, you'll pull different levers to get different outcomes. So I I just love it. I love this program so much. Now, I have already got five ladies that are joining me at the end, uh, 20th of September when we start. Sorry, that's 21st of September when we start. So I've got a maximum three more spots, um, but I like to actually go, you know what, that's my maximum, but the group is important to me. So I'm probably looking for about one to two more ladies that are really wanting to push their business so if you're interested you can head to www.womaninstrength.com.au and at the top of the page on services you'll see a drop down for power program you can give a look see all the modules that we go through and then give me a bell and we can have a chat from there all right thanks for listening talk soon bye